from KQED. Hey everyone, it's Emmanuel. We've been teasing our 90s Slumber Party Live show for weeks now, and you finally get to hear it. We were joined on stage by comedian Zara Norbash, musician Kendra McKinley, and RuPaul's Drag Race winner, Bob the Drag Queen. Yeah, that happened. In the spirit of the craft, we bound some problematic celebrities. We played Truth or Dare and Shaq Kill Mary, and we performed choreographed numbers to TLC, Jamiroquai, and the Spice Girls. As if that wasn't enough, we even dipped our toe into some clueless cosplay. Yes, I was Cher. It was beautiful? But wait, this is an audio podcast though, you might be thinking. Fear not, there's video of this entire evening. So you'll be getting visuals. You'll be getting stuff we didn't want you to hear or see, all in its uncut glory. You can find it at kqd.org slash the cooler or pinned at the top of our Twitter page at kqdpop. And if you're just into audio, that's cool too. Just use your imagination. And now, on with the show. Hello? Hey, Emmanuel, it's Carly. Carly, why are you calling me? You know I hate talking on the phone. I'm a millennial. I'm calling because it's 1996 and texting isn't really a thing yet. Oh, duh. Wait, let me add Jamidra to the call real quick. Hold on. Hey, what's up, guys? What's the plan tonight? Okay, so my mum says that if we promise not to be too loud, you guys can come over tonight and spend the night. Oh my god. Like a slumber party? I was never allowed to go to those. Yes! Oh my god. Yes, come through. I'm on my way right now. Wait a minute. There's just one thing, though. What? Bad news, Carly's mom. This is going to be loud. Oh, make me over. I'm all I want to be. I walk and study. Hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Carly. And I'm Jamidra. And we're the hosts of The The Cooler Cooler Live! Oh my god. So you may have noticed the theme of the night is 90s slumber party. So we're going to play a little truth or dare. And in honor of Stevie Nicks, Lana Del Rey, and Luna Lovegood, we're going to get a little witchy in here. And we're going to have some very special friends come and visit us until their mums call and say they have to come home. Bummer. (laughs) So before we get started with the show, I have an announcement to make. It's very important. This is now a no scrub zone. Mm -hmm. Yes. So if you're a scrub, find the nearest exit and leave. Right there. You can walk out. Because Left Eye died for our sins and she also didn't die for you to just respect her like this and Mm -hmm. continue being a scrub. So. Please leave. R.I.P. Baby Girl, we miss you. Also, when I do karaoke and they take out her raps, sacrilege. Just saying. (laughs) So any summer party worth attending gets a little witchy. Yes. We know this. And we're in the perfect place for that because apparently this place used to be a mortuary. Mm -hmm. And people say it's super duper haunted. And if you don't believe that, we have a clip for you that shows someone locking up for the night. And then a little ghost girl shows up. I don't know why. This is real. <laughs> this is real. All right, so he's like, oh, I can't wait to go home and watch Charmed. It's so good. <laughs> Who dat? Yes, what is what? What's happening? I can't. It very clearly shows the ghost of a little girl. Mm. Very clearly. Yeah. 
But my question is, is that little girl related to the little girl that's standing up in the balcony right now? Psych. Oh, gee, you guys. <laughs> you all look around. <laughs> so because this venue is apparently on the top of the Hellmouth or whatever, huh? it's the perfect place to indulge in some 90s witchcraft, which brings up the movie that should have won 1996 Best Picture at the Oscars, The Craft. Preach. Preach. So clear. So clear. So let's watch a scene and be inspired. Yes. Sarah, I'm so sorry. Good. I'm gonna go. One thing first. I bind you, Nancy, from doing harm. Harm against other people and harm against yourself. Wait. I bind you, Nancy, from doing harm. Harm against other people and harm against yourself. Wait. I bind you, Nancy, from doing harm. Harm against other people and harm against yourself. I bind you, Nancy. Well, that got real, real fast. It's real. Which Zero chill. Real. Okay. Manon has her all f***ed up in yeah. mind. She's like petting sharks the wrong way. It's like, don't do that. I was so scared by that movie. Seriously. I really was. <sighs> so in the spirit of that teen classic, I think it's time we bind some problematic celebrities. Yes. Ooh. Yes. I'm here for it. Oh my gosh. Just, Who wants to go first? Well, hang on. Before we do, I just want, I have our chokers. Oh, duh. Oh, we can't have we a nice moment chokers for this without to work. having chokers. Hold, please. Thank you. Okay, I feel better. All right, I'm ready. Oh, so much more comfortable. Though. Give me a crystal ball. Uh-huh. I'm kind of choking, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Would it be okay if I went first? Would please go. Know? Please do. Yeah. Get it off your chest. We're here for you. I don't know. I've got something. It's, it's really burning. I think for the celebrity I would like to bind, I'd like to anoint 90s relic the man that Boston wants to give back now, mm. Matt Damon. Yeah. I'm charitable, so I'm not even going to say that he's only made one truly good movie. And we all know that that's the Bourne ultimatum. Yes. So don't come for me, Goodwill Hunting fans, because I'm not interested. But no, but seriously, though, we need to bind this man to stop him saying anything else in generally in life and offering his trash opinions on topics he knows nothing about. I don't have all night, so I won't go on, but he started a reality TV show about filmmaking, and he took that opportunity to interrupt the only black filmmaker on his show to explain diversity to her. I remember that, yes, and I watched. in his apology, which was very much of the I'm sorry you were offended type, he then congratulated himself for starting a conversation about diversity in Hollywood. <laughs> Which takes some balls. (laughs) Um, He also thinks that actors should conceal their sexual orientation in order to be more believable on screen. And I find this very rich, considering that being believable on screen is something Matt Damon has hitherto never achieved. (laughs) Burn! So so there's that. Drag her. Drag (laughs) her. And also, he has some opinions on the Me Too movement. And he's like, Me Too, more like too much. Just these, these women need to be quiet. So he, that's what he thinks. And to paraphrase a film critic called Sean Burns, you thought that Ben Affleck was the stupid one. <laughs> he's not. He's not at all. It's Matt Damon. But the thing is, when a villain emerges, a hero always rises. We know this. And the hero in this instance is the woman that Matt Damon dumped on Oprah 
1998, this actually happened by the way, Google it, it's amazing, Mini Driver. It's taken 20 years, but she's had her revenge. So when Matt Damon comes out and publicly defends Louis C.K. And, and says that you know, women just need to calm down about you know, being groped, <laughs> Minnie Driver decides enough is enough, and she publicly denounces Matt Damon as such bollocks, which, in case you're unfamiliar, is British for go f yourself. <laughs> so this is why corkscrew-haired queen Minnie Driver will always be in the best movie of the 90s, which is Gross Point Blank. Am I right? Cool. Just checking. And that's why Matt Damon was just in a movie where he was shrunk to a small size, which isn't even the best movie ever made about people being shrunk to a small size. Shout out, honey, I shrunk the kids. Yeah. Uh, if only we could shrink Matt Damon in real life, um, but we can't. But we can bind him. We absolutely let's can. Let's do so it. Let's find, so, do you want to help me out, guys? Yeah. Uh, absolutely. We bind you, Matt Damon. Yeah. We, we bind, bind you, Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. We bind, bind you, Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. You wait, wait, wait. No, it's wait. not working. This isn't like Charm Power 3. No. It's not working. No. It's like the craft. We need a fourth corner. Audience, oh will you God, be our fourth guys, corner? Would you, would you do it? Help us out with this, please. He needs to be stopped. <laughs> okay, repeat after us. One, two, three. We bind, we bind you, Matt Damon. One, two, three. We, we bind, bind you, Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. It worked. Okay, my spirit feels like it did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it worked it. that time. Feels cleaner in here. Okay, so since we're on the subject, I have something on my chest. I didn't want to have to do this because we are old friends, but I am going to have to bind one Stacy Loretta Dash. <sighs> yeah. Now Ooh. we go way back, but girl, girl, <laughs> did you really go on Fox News and say that we need to abolish Black History Month? She did that. Did you follow it up by attacking Social Justice Bay Jesse Williams for that beautiful speech he gave at the BET Awards? Then did you follow that up by saying that BET, Black Entertainment Television, needed to go off the air even though 85% of the music videos and films starred you in the 90s? <laughs> then you turned around and addressed Oprah on Twitter. You don't address the queen, okay? About her comments about Trayvon Martin. And when you were asked about pay equality, you said that it would all go away if women would, quote, be better negotiators. Mm. So you've turned into a robotic, political Stepford wife. But that's not even why I'm really mad. I'm really mad because you, you, squandered the good graces that were bestowed upon you by your alter ego, Dion Davenport, my favorite yes. clueless character. Yes. Testify. How dare you? Okay, How dare clearly you? the Armitages have gotten to you. You are in the sunken place. And for that reason, we need to bind you. So repeat after me on the count of three. One, two, three, Stacy Dash. Stacy Dash. We bind you. We, we bind, bind you. you. You know that you're about to become a pillar of salt if Jamidra has to adjust her seat to I talk to you. Move. She's like, I had to move. All right, let me talk to you. <laughs> I never want to be on your bad side. Okay, so for my binding, I, there were some nominees in my mind. Mm -hmm. I was tempted yeah. to bind Caitlyn Jenner oh. because she's messy in general, but also says things like, it's harder to be a Republican in America than it is to be trans in America, <sighs> you guys. I can't. But Caitlyn drags herself enough, so I don't even have to use my witchcraft on her. That's a talent. 
Self-dragging is a talent. Mm-hmm. Then Lindsay Lohan popped into my mind. So Oprah gave her a reality show and it ended up being her just like taking things out of boxes and like moving into an apartment. I watched all eight episodes. <laughs> it was boring. And she disappointed Oprah. And Oprah told her to cut the bullshit. Cut the bullshit. And then she's like, okay, okay. But she didn't. She's still on her bullshit. Because this very summer in Mykonos, she almost hit me with her car drunk driving. That's a true, true story. story. True, true story. story. There's I have a video, video but I didn't bring it today because, yeah. you know, we have enough going we'll say, on. Because it very clearly shows a crime in progress. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, she almost hit this, like, thing we were standing on, and then she reverses back, and then someone says, Lindsay! And it's really so good. So you know it's her. But out of respect for Mean Girls and the bop of the century, rumors.mp3, and her new commercial for lawyer.com, I don't know if you guys know this, go look it up. She's like... Who hasn't had a DUI or five? You need lawyer.com. I just need to interrupt you. I think that's the only rumors.mp3 reference that's ever going to take place in 2018. I'm glad to be the one to bring it forth to the people. So needed. It's a bop. It's really good. It is, it is. Don't start the rumors, guys. She's trying to live her life with her, like, red extensions and stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. It It was a moment. Okay, so someone I will drag tonight is El Diablo Blanco himself. Ooh, who? Justin Timberlake. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh. Beef. Beef. I have a few reasons. I need to just, like, deal with this. (laughs) Settle in. I hereby charge Justin Randall Timberlake of Orlando, Florida or Tennessee, or wherever you're from. (laughs) Also known in some circles as ramen noodle head. (laughs) With the following crimes against humanity. Leaving Janet out to try after Nipplegate. Yeah. Thank you. You know. The list could certainly end there. But I have more. But it doesn't. For having the sheer audacity to return to the Super Bowl halftime stage as if nothing happened. And on top of that, resurrecting Prince against his wishes. He said he doesn't want a hologram. And Justin comes and is like, oh, a black person I can take advantage of for a coin. Great. Someone else he takes advantage of, Britney Jean Spears. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he brings her up anytime he needs to, like, sell something or get some interest. It's tired. You guys broke up, like, 17,000 years ago. Get over it. She's living her best life. She's an Instagram star and legend. Like, learn something about social media, Justin. Is she still painting? Yes, nude. No, topless while listening to Mariah Carey. Oh. You have to have all the components in order. It's like the stars align every once in a while, and then she does that. It's amazing. Okay, back to Justin, though. That troll song? Okay. It's basically a ripoff of Pharrell's Happy, but like whiter and more shameless. I don't want to hear that. I don't. Speaking of music, that's shitty and no one wants to hear He read the room post-Trump election, threw on some flannel, fled to the Caucasus Mountains where basic white people were invented, and put on like an All Lives Matter album that Don Jr. probably bops to. He's probably bopping to it right now. Man of the Woods. With Arbery. Is he with Arbery while he's doing it? I was going to say, actually, he's probably bopping to Danity Kane because they apparently had an affair. Look at you being all topical because we're not recording a week in advance. (laughs) (laughs) And lastly for ripping off black artists forever and ever. Amen. I could go on, 
but we have a whole show ahead of us. So suffice it to say that he has some nerve. And in the immortal words of Lauren Conrad from The Hills, he's a sucky person. <laughs> that was about Spencer, Spidey. It was a home moment as well. Around the time rumors came out, it was great. So join me in binding yeah. Justin Timberlake from doing harm against us, really. So on the count of three, we're going to say, like, we bind you, Justin. Okay? Three, two, one. We, we bind, bind you, Justin. Justin. Oh, I really oh, hope that I works. feel a weight that just lifted. Now that we've taken care of all the binding, mm -hmm. it's time to talk about that whole Cambridge Analytica Facebook hacking, my right? Goodness, yes. Oh, my God, you yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. Psych, Psych, please. It's, it's time to play Truth or Dare in the form of... Yes. Girl Talk, yes. a game of Truth or Dare. Wait, who, rem who actually had one of these? Who had one? Raise your hand. Yes. Like five hands. You recognize it. You know what it is. <laughs> yes. So to set the mood, we are going to take it all the way back to the Ooh. 90s, and we're going to share a little bit about ourselves, mainly photographs, so that you can picture who you're playing with, because you're not playing with us. No. Oh, you are playing, playing with, with them. These people. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, as you can see, I've been a public media fan for a long time. Oh, so on brand. Me and Big Bird used to hang out, and I was a bit of a stylist. I worked with the feathers. I did what I could. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know if you guys know this, but that beach towel was actually the prototype for the pride flag before they went with the rainbow design. Yeah. It was like... Yeah. How gay is that? I was just like, I'm here. I'm queer. <laughs> And I wish there were boys to kiss, but I'm only 12. <laughs> oh, wait, there's my cousin. I'll kiss him. <laughs> True story. True. That's a long story. Yeah. So there she is. I mean, what else is there to say about my photo than British dentistry at work? <laughs> it's really quite something. And a little starched collar as well. I just want to note the, um, the guy going behind you, in, Emmanuel, in yes. seeming disgust in your photo. He's trying to steal my thunder. He He's really homophobic. Is. And trying I'm trying to, to have look, a moment. Trying not to look at your thunder, let's be uh, honest. He's, he's interrupting. <laughs> oh, 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 my God. Was that the doorbell? Oh, I think it was. Did Who's you invite here? someone else? I don't know. If, if my mum finds out, this isn't going to be good. Honestly, okay, it's not. Okay, <laughs> hopefully she is. let this person in. Oh Who my is God. it? Oh, hi. Who is it? <gasps> oh, my God, it's Zara Norbosh. Oh, hello. Oh <laughs> Zara Norbosh, comedian extraordinaire in front of the podcast. Zara. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our 90s slumber party. Amazing you could come. I'm amazed your mom allowed you. She is here tonight, so please don't tell her. <laughs> it's going to be difficult. <laughs> this is like a dream come trip. How so? Okay, Im immigrants in the house. Hi. And the number of sleepovers we had. One with our cousin. Just, yeah. Okay. Already a dream come true. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so happy you're here. Wait, we should give you some cards. Ooh. You can split those We're like yourself. actually trying to play yes. this game. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you pick a card and then you dare someone. Emmanuel. Yes. I dare you to consensually. Important. That's important. Sit in someone's lap. Okay. Carly? No. Can I, oh. No. <laughs> I, I do not consent to Jamidra, that. can I put Come my here, butt on Come here. <laughs> Just bring it over. Okay, right. Next for days. Oh, nice dance. They're a bit hairy, but. That it's my turn now? Oh, yes. Okay. So I have a dare for you. Me. Tell us about 
your very first kiss. Whether it's happened already or is about oh. to happen. Oh, saucy. You might be nine. I'm I don't just, know. Truthfully, I've never been kissed. For Drew the Barrymore? Of this podcast, is that you? Yes. For the purpose of this podcast, I'll make something up. Um, so my very first kiss was perhaps in the 90s. Okay. And it was with a gentleman by the name of Dante. Ooh. Yes. Dante. Uh, I was friends with his sister. We lived in an apartment, and they lured me downstairs to have a romantic kiss with an audience of about 12. All the kids in the building, so. Wow. Yeah, it was a fish face situation. It wasn't that great, but. But here you are. Here I am. I have personally. Where's Dante? You know what? I don't know. He's on Facebook. Maybe. Hopefully he doesn't find me after uh, this publishes. <laughs> it's like, hey, girl. <laughs> no. No. No DMs. <laughs> so since I'm in the hot seat, I think it's time for me to put Carly in the hot seat. Oh, bring it. Let me pick a car. I'm going to pick a like, very lonely hot seat over here. <laughs> Thanks for ganging up on me, guys. Sorry about that. Bring I could have been in your lap memories. right now. You said no. You yeah, said no. You declined. But I respect your boundaries. I stand by that decision. I'd and say now, no again. You missed out on all of this right here. Yeah. Don't want it. Don't, Don't want it. Hey. <laughs> so I'm going to pick from the bottom of the deck. Mm. Carly, I dare you to speak in the tune of Happy Birthday, singing. No. Sing. You can't talk without singing. I don't want to do that. So I'm going to segue straight to another dare. I'm going to dare. I'm going to dare. That was it. It's fine. Oh, Zara, it's a dare for you. Ooh. Okay. It says, I dare you to do 10 to 15 minutes of stand-up while the co-hosts go and do a costume change and use the bathroom. Yeah. This is very specific. That's pretty specific. Wow. Yeah. Specific request in this 90s board game. These games exactly. are out of control. Hey, how you all doing? Okay. You guys are awesome. This is an awesome crowd. Give it up for yourself. My name is Zara. I am a feminist, Muslim, Iranian-American comedian. I just absorbed that into my star pose. Thank you. It's a good time to be Muslim, and feminist, and Iranian, and American. <laughs> Never thought I'd say that last one like that. What is going on? I don't know if you guys have my similar experience where you're just like, I could be shopping, or the government could collapse. <laughs> I could pay this bill, or there will be no such thing as bills next week. <laughs> And maybe I don't have to pay it. That's kind of, that's where I go. That's where my brain goes, is the opportunism. That's what I do, that's what I do. That's what I'm about. How can I win? How can I win? I've got these diaspora quads that are ready to run. Uh, I, I say Iranian, people get scared by this. I like to have fun with it. I like to sit in the front row of nuclear physics classes. Excuse me, professor? <laughs> this uh, plutonium. <laughs> Can you find that on the Craigslist? <laughs> I really like to do extra credit. <laughs> this guy came up to me at a Whole Foods. At a Whole Foods. At a Whole Foods. <laughs> 
And he goes, what's a Persian? What's an Iranian? What is that? What's Persian? What's Iranian? Why do you have two things? I'm just one thing. I'm just an asshole. <laughs> and then right after that, he was like, what's a spring onion? What's a scallion? I don't understand. What about exotic? One of them just says what it is. What if I want to make tzatziki? Do I need spring onions? Do I need scallions or shells? The same thing? Can I trust the CIA? <laughs> and then he ran for president. <laughs> And that's how that ended. Oh, I can feel the rage inside of me. People always want to hear, like, what is the Muslim girl's Trump impression? Well, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't. I won't. I won't. Applause for that. Good job, white people. Good job. You have to say that. You have to say good job. Good job. I can't, I can't do it. I can't, every time I do it, all I hear is just, uh, 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 uh. This is like the, the most I have of a Trump impression I will give to you. with him. I find him adequate. <laughs> adequate. He's adequate. Now, people say mediocre. I think that's mean. He's adequate. Have you ever seen a confident white man? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. It's unbecoming. <laughs> it's ugly. I have an adequate my white man. I, I, I feel like adequate white guys are like the golden retrievers of the doggy kingdom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why can't we all just get along? <laughs> hey, hey, I just want a friend. Just a friend. One of you, one of you, one of you, one of you. Token, 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 token. <laughs> Who was racist to you today? <laughs> just today, sweetie, just today, just today. And I have to train him. You have to train him. You have to train him, right? I have to train him. I have to say, hey, hey, boy, what do you do when it's time to step up? You step back, you step back. <laughs> No, you don't get a treat every time. You have to train them. You have to train them. I, he and I had very different upbringings. I'll tell you guys a little bit about my dad. When I, oh, the immigrants in the house. Yeah. Can we celebrate immigrants right now? Also, dad, wherever you are, listening to KQED, because he's such a fan. Yes, it did happen. The picture I drew of me when I was a little girl doing stand-up in my pajamas for a KQED show. That's a reality that I'm living in right now. Thank you. When I was a kid, my dad, no, you did not bring home an A-. My, you brought home an A-, my dad would be like, what the shit the hell is this? <laughs> What the shit the hell is this? In a minus? Minus? And it was like he was looking at me, just saying those two words. He was looking at me and he was saying with his eyes, just, we did not escape a revolution and swim across the Atlantic Ocean. 
and kiss the feet of the Statue of Liberty for you to get an A minus in algebra. Algebra? Are people invented algebra, you infidel? <laughs> so I went and I studied and I brought home the A. And he said, what the shit the hell is this? An A? Why it's not an A plus? So I went and I studied and then I brought home the A plus. What the shit the hell is this? An A plus? Why'd you take such an easy class? <laughs> There's no winning! There's no winning! Thank you, Front Row, you feel me. I see it, I see the pain. I see the pain. My husband is in medical school right now. How did I end up putting a man through medical school? How did that happen? I'm the comedian, it's supposed to be the other way around. And he, like his first day, he came back and he was like, this is so hard. It's like people have been doing this since they were kids. I'm like, <laughs> I don't have a joke yet for how I want to tear you apart. What do you think Kumon is? This is so hard. <laughs> Good boy at learning things. I uh, introduced my uh, barista. He was a barista before I fixed him. Brown girls fix men. Where are my brown girls at? We do a good job, we fix men. When I, in, I, when I introduced him to my father, he was a barista uh, and an English major and an atheist. And after I finished explaining to my dad why he was majoring in his own language, <laughs> My dad was like, what the shit the hell is an atheist? He didn't know what an atheist is. And I realized it's because in Farsi, there is no word for atheist. There's just seven slurs. He who saw God, then denied God. Asshole, kill him. He who saw God, then denied God, then had another chance. He saw God again. And he was like, no, I don't care. Asshole, kill him. And all of them. And it just like keeps going down from there. So I was like trying to figure out like, okay, well, he, he, he believes in science. And my dad said, you mean that Tom Cruise shit? <laughs> and I was like, well, how did this just get worse now? <laughs> and then my mom, my mom out of nowhere comes in. This is extra fun because she's in the house tonight. Give it up for my mom, you guys. in and she says, is he circumcised? <laughs> she says, well, if he's Jewish, then he's circumcised already, and then you don't have to do that because no man will do that for you, Zahra. Is he circumcised? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> because that is a trick question. And my dad has had enough of this, and he's like, listen, listen, listen. The word Muslim just means one who surrenders to a force greater than himself. That's it. You know, Christian, Jewish, Muslim, atheist, it's all the same damn shit. Hey, yeah, you can applause for that. But he says, we all believe in God. We all surrender to that God. And I was like, uh, he, he doesn't believe in God, not any God, no God. He believes that we have religion 
due to the lack of a real economic infrastructure. <laughs> and my dad takes this all in, and he thinks for a minute, and then he comes back with, does he believe in gravity? <laughs> gravity is a force greater than himself. He surrenders to that force. He cannot change it. He's a Muslim. <laughs> so welcome to the religion of Islam, everybody. It is a wild and grounding ride. My name is Zara. That's my time. Thank you guys. Okay, guys, during a slumber party, there comes a point where you have prank called all the boys you possibly can. Yes. About midway through, you're getting tired, ice cream coma, and you just want to flop on the couch and watch some commercials. So we thought we would just show you a few of our favorites, and I thought I would start with some particular oddities from 90s Britain. <laughs> this commercial is classified too juicy. Fruitella, too juicy for my mom. For my dad, too juicy for my nan, man. Fruitella, too fruity for my cat, too juicy for my dog, too fruity for my shark. Fruitella, too juicy for my car, too fruity for my shirt, so juicy it hurts. Right, so bad, it's far too juicy. A Fruitella too juicy for you? Um. What is going on? Is this how they sell candy across the pond? What's they going must on? Do. It's pretty iconic. Like, what is going on in it? Like, who thought it would be a good idea to have a kid singing I'm Too Sexy? Yeah. Like, and, like, the bedroom eyes he's giving, the female chauffeur who lets him out of the car who's also dressed like she's going to Folsom Street Fair. Like, <laughs> the pelvic thrusts at the end. I don't get it, but I love that it exists. And I think if Taylor Swift had to pay... Right Said Fred royalties for that song that she did. Those people had better repaid Right Said Fred royalties yes. too. Yes. Okay, so here's another one. <laughs> well, now, uh, I think you know everyone, except... We've already met. We uh, share the same taste in coffee. Golden roasted, richer, smoother, Nescafe gold blend. No, yeah. Are you always this late? I won't be tomorrow. What's happening tomorrow? I'm inviting you for dinner. What makes you think I'll accept? You can't resist my coffee. Mm. Sounds like they're sharing more than coffee. Carly, is he talking about his D? <laughs> I, think I think he is. It's the way he goes, gold blend. <laughs> You know you want it. Oh, everyone knows that that's Giles from Buffy, right? That's Anthony Stewart Head, um, who starred in this really long-running uh, series of commercials in the UK um, from the 80s to the 90s, and it's all about this will-they-won't-they they couple who live across the hall from each other, and all they do is talk about coffee. And it's acted like they're in the Royal Shakespeare Company, which is my favourite. I know people that care more about the characters in this storyline than they do their own family members, which is insane. All the ads revolve around how wonderful this coffee tastes and how sophisticated it is, but anyone who has tasted Gold Blend yeah, no, so knows much. that it tastes like brown cereal water. So, I don't know, I'm just, I love it so much and I'm so glad to share it with you all tonight. <laughs> Well, I'm going to share one that is a little bittersweet for me, and I'll tell you why after we watch. Sing along if you know it. I don't want to grow up, find a toys for us kids. They got a million toys and toys for us that I can play with. I don't want to grow up, I'm 
but the best for so much as you really flip your lid. From bikes to trains to video games, it's the biggest toy store there is. Gee whiz! I don't want to grow up, cause maybe if I did, I couldn't be a Toys R Us kid. More games, more toys! Oh boy! I want to be a Toys R Us kid! Yeah. Aww. You saw Urkel in there, by the way, yes? Uh, so, true story, when I was about 12 years old and this commercial aired, I actually cried. <laughs> because I realized in that moment that I was no longer going to be a Toys R Us kid. So, this multi-million dollar company taunted me about the fact that I was no longer going to be in the cool kids club for Toys R Us toys. Mm. Well, revenge is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> because they're going out of business and I'm still here. <laughs> you psychopath. <laughs> you might be an adult, but don't they're bankrupt. So. Exactly, don't cross me, I never let go. If there's any small business owners out there, don't piss off Jamidra. Seriously. So I got another one to share, and this one is a little bit more awkward and uncomfortable, and I'll, I'll let you watch. It seems no matter where you go, people are hearing about Clairol's Herbal Essences Shampoo. Mm. Hearing about the all-natural botanicals, the organic herbs and pure mountain water. But what impresses them most is how much people love their hair. Could you bring me some of that shampoo? Herbal essences, a totally organic experience. Okay, how many of you had to sit in the living room with your parents, your aunts, your uncle? while this woman pretended to have an orgasm while shampooing her hair. As if adolescence needed to be any more awkward than it already was, Herbal Essence found a way. Also, who washes their hair on a plane? Apparently that woman. <laughs> I'm just trying not to cry. <laughs> Speaking of getting so fresh and so clean clean, yes. I present to you a 90s DILF who's definitely on something, I'm not sure what. Zestfully clean, zestfully clean. You are your daddy's girl. You both love it when your skin feels smooth. Zest rinses clean away, and the cleaner you rinse, the smoother you feel. Zestfully clean. What was he on? Whatever he's on, I want some. Unless it's bath salts, yeah. because I'm a pescatarian. I can't be out in these streets biting people's faces off. Like, Whatever he was on, he was some good not stuff. Not a good look. I'm still not convinced you haven't just, like, made that ad up. I, I don't think <laughs> it's real. <laughs> they didn't have that overseas? No. no. Yeah, like, his armpit is the cleanest thing on earth. He's just like, ugh, 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 yeah. It's zesty, <sighs> clearly. Him and the Herbal Essence girl should get together. You know what? I know he has children and a wife, but, like... Shit happens, you know? You meet the love of your life because you both like to really get in there and get the dirt out. Maybe they'll meet on a flight. Yes. Yeah, business, business trip. I think yeah. that they're matched in, like, enthusiasm levels. Mm. <laughs> Wouldn't want to mm. be their neighbors. <laughs> okay, wow. I will await their sex tape soon. I'll find it on Reddit and share it with you guys it. next time. They'll leak it, and then there'll be a reality show, so, yeah. Yeah. So this next commercial, you guys are not ready for. It is obscene, I would say. All I have to say is, if you're going to name a toy for children after anything, it probably shouldn't rhyme with the word that means scrotum. Yeah. 
I took that quote from Jonathan from Queer Eye, who we just interviewed. The episode came out today, yeah, you guys. Yeah, go you should listen, listen to, to it. it. But back to Ballsack. <laughs> if I ever do get married, first dance to that song for sure. Absolutely. That's a walk down the, the aisle with Ballsack. Yeah. So, enough commercials. Let's watch a little MTV. Sure. Yeah. Somebody. No. Oh. No. Change the channel. No, please. Right now. Change, change it. Change it. Change. Oh, that. Oh, I actually that. like this song. My mom says this song is sinful. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, we like this one. That was that Kendra McKinley song. Oh. Yes. I just, I don't know. I, f I feel like, wouldn't it be amazing if like she was just like here? That would be great. And imagine. ready to talk to us, <laughs> possibly sing a couple of tunes. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine? Even. What I are can't the odds? Even. Can you imagine if the doorbell rang right now? <laughs> just, oh, oh my God. <laughs> oh my Whoa. God, it, it's Kendra oh McKinley. Oh. <laughs> Welcome. Hi. <laughs> She's here, IRL. It came true. In Carly's mom's basement. We're okay. keeping the fantasy alive. Hi. How's it going? It's great. How are you doing? You're giving me life with these knee highs. Thank you. 90s profesh. Yes. Giving my legs warmth with this mini dress. Mm. So that music video we just saw is by you, but also... I think she knows that. <laughs> <laughs> Love the Mario Kart. Very 90s. Yes. Cool points for that. Also cool points for collaborating with... OMG Everywhere, a nonprofit that helps kids make music videos. Can you tell us about the experience of making that video? Sure. So it happened at Scandinavia, RIP. Mm. And as you said, it's a camp for young children to get to make music videos. So they recruited a number of different Bay Area artists who showed up and were like divided up into groups of six. And we played the songs for the kids and then they brainstormed what what visualizations came to them as they listened. So when I played them this song, they were like, I'm thinking like dance party, a lot of streamers, like, you know, we'll use the fog machine. You're gonna be jumping around a lot. And we made a gigantic TV out of cardboard. So let's use that. So we'll have video games be a central theme. <laughs> uh, and the fact that like the still of Mario Kart had Toad, he was my favorite. He's like so nimble and like really quick and stuff, especially on Rainbow Road where you can take the shortcut. Okay, I'll stop. This is about you and not about Mario Kart. What was Toad's line though? Like when he, when he. Oh. Yahoo! That's what it was. And then Peach's was, ooh, I got it. And she like did something devilish. She like murdered an entire family. And she's like, got it. I'm amazing. But then Wario was like, I'm gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then Luigi was like, no, it's gonna be me. It's gonna be me. Wait, we hate Justin, sorry. We bound him. We could be here all night. So it sounds like you're working with some really amazing kids. They're like stylists and directors and producers and they're, you know. So since you were so close with the youths, A lot of things are going on right now. We've got Me Too. We've got children standing up in Parkland, Florida. Shout out to them. Yes. And so I'm wondering, since you're so close, are we in good hands? Like, do they have us? Do they got us? I think, if anything, we just need to get out of the way. Yeah. They're fine. They're, they're much brighter. Much, I mean, you know, they've lived in a very fast-paced world. So their response to just the maelstrom of bullshit is much faster than ours. Mm-hmm. You know, we grew up with dial-up. Yeah, AOL, shout out AOL, RIP AOL. It's like, I'm waiting to sext, and like when your mom picks up the phone and then like right mid something going I on with the stranger. I think it's actually called cybering. Oh, right. Yeah. We're in the 90s, sorry. Yeah. But yeah, we do need to get out of the way. It's like Oprah says about like old people who have like racist opinions. They just have to die. They do. Does that mean that we Sorry. just have to die? Did you just? No. We're, we're just old. We're not racist. Yeah. True. Okay. Yeah, we can be old. <laughs> Kendra, I heard a rumor that you were born in the 1990s. It's true. Speaking of young. <laughs> you can confirm. So is there anyone else in this audience who was also born in the 90s? Do you want to raise your hand? 90s babies. Get them, 80s babies, get, get them. Em. They've just identified themselves. <laughs> Make them leave. Just no, I don't mean that. Um, but that doesn't disqualify you from enjoying like a 90s slumber party such as this one. Oh, it just means you have... a big deal. Yeah, you were slightly younger. It's fine. Yeah. So what was the movie that you guys watched during your 90s slumber parties? It was Clueless. <gasps> of course. Uh, oh. The Clueless soundtrack was the first CD that oh. I bought. Really? As a five-year-old. <laughs> you wanted to be a supermodel. Yes. And everyone is going to dress know. like you. I could do the whole song, but I'm not going to. Later. Find me on the dance floor. So, I hear you have an EP coming out. I do. And you have like a showcase at the Fillmore in June. Tell the people when it is so they can go. Sure. June 1st at the Fillmore. You're all invited. My band is going to be performing with the Brothers Comatose. Going to be releasing the EP that I recorded when I was living in a tent in Big Sur. Oh, wow. Yeah, tent life for five weeks. Wow. Was it like a tree bones tent? Like fancy with a hot tub outside? Or no? It was definitely like a pitch your own tent. And if you want to bathe, fill up a 10-gallon bucket oh. of water and get a pitch. So no glamping. No glamping here? Uh, there, there, was, there was a kitchen. Okay. Well, I'll take it. Was outside. <laughs> so it was pretty glamperous. Glamperous. Glamping <laughs> camperous. So can we get a little tease of your new music since you're here? I'd love to share some music. Amazing. Give it up. Guys, let's get out of her way.
song for you all and I didn't write it but I'm like 98% positive that you all know all the words to it Thank you. 
secondly, this was an actual dream come true. Thank you. Let's do a makeover. <gasps> no. No. Oh, come on, let us. Cher's main thrill in life is a makeover, okay? It gives her a sense of control in a world full of chaos. Please. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Shit, you guys, I've never had straight friends before. guys let's do a lap before we commit to a location okay uh -huh. okay let's go uh -huh. oh my god my hair peeking through these is really horrendous and monstrous yeah, yeah. also i have to say when you show a little skin yes. boys think about being naked and then think about sex yeah so that's why i'm showing my midsection today. and in case you're wondering I'm taking Dion back. Stacey Dash does not deserve her. <laughs> I just have something I want to say. You're a virgin that can't drive. That was way harsh, Ty. Did I get it? Yeah, you got it. You yeah, got it. it's, it's a yeah. little bit like mob wife, but yeah. yeah. Did Working you see that? I totally paused before I gave my line. That's another line from Clueless, you guys. I'm in character. I'm like Daniel Day-Lewis. Exactly. You built the sets. Yeah. It's very method. I've worn this so much over the past week. I'm like, if my neighbors look in my window, I'm doing a Spice Girls number while doing that. It's a lot. They have questions. I'm sure they have I love questions. your neighbors possibly being like, is everything okay with the manual? He snapped. <laughs> Yes. Oh, this is my first day in heels. They're very short, though, but... He's working it, though. <laughs> so at every slumber party, you have to have a little bit of scandal, yes? Yes. So in that spirit, we're going to play a little game called F Shag for the purposes of the podcast. <laughs> Kill Mary. Yes? And thanks to everybody who filled out these little cards. Yeah, thanks for we that. We collected are a actually going to use them today and on a future episode. So keep listening. Yeah, so if you're not picked tonight, subscribe, and maybe you'll hear it on a later episode, because mm. we're crafty like that. <laughs> so who wants to shag first? Oh, you know, Jamidra, I've got three women in my hand. Oh, come on. Your three are 90s queen Winona Ryder. Okay. 90s queen... Liv Tyler. Okay. And Canadian Shania Twain. <laughs> oh. Well, you know, I'm gonna have to f Winona. Or shag Winona. <laughs> I mean, she just seems like she's feisty. So I'm oh. into that. <laughs> Who am I gonna kill? Out of Liv Tyler and Shania Twain. Shania's gotta go. What? Shania's gotta go. That was a twist. Y'all wanted a twist, <laughs> huh? Shania's gotta go. 
I you know why Shania's got to go? Because Shania's been pretending to be Southern this whole time. She's Canadian? She is. She's a country music singer. She's Canadian? I hate to pull you up on this. Many's the time on the podcast that yes. you have mooted moving to Canada. And suddenly, you are yeah, taking no, down no. one of their sacred cows. Not a very smart no. idea, Miss <laughs> Dion. I'm just saying, she's deceptive and I can't trust her. Celine <laughs> is golden, but Shania, not so much. Um, yeah, so that leaves right. Liv. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I'm marrying Liv. I think you are. I'm royalty now. I'm okay. rock royalty. Whose Deal question was that, by the way? Hello. <laughs> Congrats. <laughs> I think I'm going to go next. Emmanuel. Or should I say Cher? Cher. Cher. <laughs> the uh, podcast host formerly known as Emmanuel. Yes. I'm like Cher. going by a symbol, which is like... What's your uh, symbol? Oh, it's one of those fluffy pens from the 90s. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm here for it. So I have a few questions for you, Cher. Yeah, yeah. And I need to know who you want to shag, kill, marry. Okay. Alvin Chipmunk. Oh. Simon Keep Chipmunk. Go. Oh, okay. I see where this is going. And Theodore Chipmunk. You are going to hell, whoever wrote this. <laughs> Who was it? Come on. Yes. Reveal yourself. We see you. We see you. Alvin, Simon, Theodore. Yes. Ooh, ooh. Okay, I love that. Um, Such a curious setup, that whole <laughs> living arrangement, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, they're brothers, but they're with a man, and they're chipmunks. Yeah. And they only can afford, like, one shirt, like yeah. a long one. They have to make it work. They're thrifty. Yeah. It's like, where's, where's he shopping? Dave, like, go to, like, a place for smaller people. Exactly. I want to watch a show just about Dave. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe I should... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he is not on the list, sir. But that's not on the list. Yes. Okay. Short story about my childhood. My immigrant mom gave me, like, you know, a lot of love, but also, like, things to talk yes. to a therapist about. Plenty of material. Like, one, which is when I didn't want to eat, she would say, if you don't eat this, the chipmunks are going to die. <laughs> and so I'll be like, okay, all of them? Like, whoa. I'm going to eat this. And then I'm like, okay, I just can't have that one last bite. And she was like, so your favorite Theodore is going to have to die then. Uh, Mama Hapsis. Mama Hapsis. I know. And she's happy with herself. She's in Maryland right now being like, mm, I've f***ed him up. Good. My son turned out well. He's good. Look at him now. Look at him now. Paragon of heterosexual men all across the land. Greece is very proud of me. Okay, so I already said Theodore's my favorite. He's yes. my boo. I'm going to marry him. Okay. I just love him so much. We can eat goldfish crackers together. Yes, yes, Like yes. one of those big ones where it has a spout, like one of those. The Costco one. Yeah. Yeah. Economical, just like their outfits. <laughs> okay, this next one's hard because I like brains like, Simon Smart, mm -hmm. his girlfriend seems like she's, like, really buttoned up, but after hours, they get down. Mm -hmm. I can tell. So I think he'll be good at it, you know? But Alvin is, like, all up front with it. Like, I have a huge dick, and I'm going to, like, <laughs> slap your face with it. But I'm in a subtle mood tonight. So I'm going to shag Simon... And I'm going to kill Alvin. It's, like, too much. Like, if you have to tell us how great you are and, like, you're the A member and, like, whatever, we get it. Red means, like, 
the most boyish person ever. Like, get over yourself. Die. But listen. <laughs> there are layers so there. Wrong. I w- like my whole life was leading up to this moment. I just yeah. had like the darkest glimpse into your psyche. These answers weren't on the spot. You would you'd been thinking about this. <laughs> All my life. <laughs> I've been thinking about that question. Okay, just small sidetrack. Have you guys seen the Alvin and the Chickmunks movie where they like have to go around the world and then it's girls versus boys and whatever? Did I mention I have three kids? I've seen this. Okay, yeah. so then they like have that like sad ass penguin, the albino penguin. Yes. And she's missing her mom. And there's this viral video on YouTube where a little kid in the back of a van watches this clip and sobs. And then I watch it and I sob anytime I need like a release. Because like when real shit goes down, I'm like, I'm fine. I have no problems. I don't need therapy. I'm fine. But when I watch that clip, Waterworks. We all have our triggers. Also, if those questions were about the chibets, it would have been harder because I want to f*** all of them. No. <laughs> yes. So we've learned a lot from these answers, I feel yeah. like. Any more? Any more on the I have uh... one last one. Ooh, okay, wild card. Okay, okay, come on, come on. RuPaul. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Bob the Drag Queen. Uh-huh. Oh. Love him. And another iconic drag legend. Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> okay. Hello, my dears. <laughs> That's just the rest of it. We're just going to yeah. be doing Mrs. Doubtfire. So I'm shagging RuPaul because I feel like it can get kinky. Oh. Maybe I'll kill Mrs. Doubtfire. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm already dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 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 oh my God. Well, I'll bring her back to I can't believe the choice was that hard between me and someone who's been dead for like three years now. Oh, coming in with the savage hackles, Bob. That's the okay. worst swipe left I've got. <laughs> Give it up for Bob the Drag Queen, everyone! Oh yeah. 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 That is a... Uh, that is a walk in round of applause. I'm going to move it right now. I thought you would. I'm so skinny, I'll be hidden behind it. <laughs> I've lost upwards of five pounds here in the bay. Hey. You're vegan now. You walk everywhere. Hey. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do uh, make oatmeal every morning, which is so ridiculous. Um, by the way, just I was telling my friend, Sister Roma, who is a uh, legendary uh, San Francisco drag queen, makes a nice. Hi. When you walked out, I was like, you know, in New York City, this is what we think all San Francisco drag queens are. <laughs> we're, like, we're like, oh yeah, San Francisco drag. That's, that's, the, that's the one. I don't want ingrown hairs. I don't want to shave it all off. <laughs> but it's still a fantasy, right? You look great. I look busted. Doesn't he? I look like <laughs> I look like Serena Chacha, episode one. Yeah! You guys know what I'm talking about. Shout out about. to all the drag race fans out there. I would love a Filipino version named uh, Sriracha Cha-Cha. Ooh. Maybe that can be my busted drag name, and I can go on Drag Race like this and be immediately eliminated. Who knows? You never know. Sometimes, look right now. Years ago, uh, when I was watching uh, Drag Race, uh, I watched every episode, every season since the beginning, 
And I remember hearing about this queen on the show named Sharon Needles. Like, oh, Sharon Needles on the show. Hey. And I was like, you know, I know Sharon Needles. And she's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way it's her. It's not Sharon It must be. Every town has a Sharon Needles. It has to be a different Sharon Needles. <laughs> and then today, when I was cast, I was like, holy shit. It's the crazy bitch. <laughs> and I was like, well, she's got to go home first. And I was like, holy shit. She just won RuPaul's Drag Race. So you might be America's next drag superstar. Listen, you heard it here first. Y'all wanted a twist. So just so you know, I was going to marry you. I was going to shag Mrs. Doubtfire because remember that scene where like her pantyhose goes down? Yeah. And then the bus driver's like, I'm gonna nail her so hard in this Muni bus. What does the, the bus driver say to her again? Isn't it like, yeah. I like, a, like a strong woman or something? Yeah, like, I'm oh, from yeah, Scotland. I, I like some moment. hair yeah. on my women or something like that. Something. Anyway, R. back R. to you. Robin Williams. That's why Miss Doubtfire is when she goes, uh, the whole time, the whole time, the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have to go, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Shout out Sally Field. <laughs> I also love when you point out that Daniel Day-Lewis, I don't know if you guys know that, but Daniel Day-Lewis, he has to be in character at all times. So when he did Lincoln, they had to call him Mr. President. The, throughout oh the entire film, which is kind of ridiculous, which, yeah, whatever you have to do is that character. I get it. Live your dream. But isn't it ridiculous when someone's like, um, like, a, like a PA walks up and goes, uh, Mr. President, um, we're going to go to Chipotle. So, so Frida's or state. Oh, like, oh, Mr. President, don't forget to send us your Uber receipts. <laughs> that's a commitment to method acting right there. He commits to it. And yeah, it's, it's a whole lot. Did he win an Oscar for that film? Did he? He did, I think. Good for him. Sure. Another one for him. Yes, it's, yes. it's overrated. Can we just talk about that for like what five seconds? Lewis? I don't know how much Daniel Day-Lewis stuff I've seen hmm. to say whether or not he's overrated. Also, uh, that is what uh, in my family we call WPS, white people shit. Yes, <laughs> yes. Because everything I've learned that's white people shit, I've had to learn it as an adult. Yes. Because we, in my house, we did not grow up listening to Madonna. We would listen to like Aretha Franklin, mm-hmm. The Temptations, yes. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. By the way, I, I love that I had to learn about Madonna as a gay adult male because when you walk out of your house as a gay male and Vogue comes on and when they start naming names, if you don't name every single song, they're like, who sent you? You're not one of us. <laughs> <laughs> He's a spy! Intruder! Like, I had to learn it really, really quick. We're also like, you're not one of us. So I don't know a lot about Daniel Day-Lewis. You're not missing much. But I am doing a, a play right now, which is written by the same guy who wrote Lincoln. Hello, Tell Tony Kushner. Yes, I should probably go back and watch Lincoln. Is uh, that play potentially called Angels in America? It is. Angels in America is actually two plays. It's a play called Millennium Approaches and Perestroika. And together, they uh, make the show Angels in America, which is a full, it is seven hours of theater. God. Wow. It's two, three and a half hour plays. You thought uh, Lord of the Rings was long. Jeez. Is that what's on the poster? Exactly. <laughs> the range was long. But it is honestly some of like, I'm working with some really phenomenal, amazing actors. Like, I'm with Tony Award-winning actor Steven Spinella, who was in the original Broadway cast of Angels in America. And he was in the original cast, which, which uh, performed here in San Francisco about oh, nice. 30 years ago. Um, and I'm also performing with uh, Randy Harrison, who is, uh, some of you guys may know him as Justin from Queer as Folk. 
Yes. Um, I mean, there's like, so many amazing, um, phenomenal performers in this cast. And I'm kind of like, kind of like, oh, here I am. <laughs> when does it start? When can we see this? Uh, we open on April 17. And All it's right. at the Berkeley Repertory Theater in Berkeley, California. Nice. Um, Woo. We'll be there. You guys coming? Yes? Obviously, yes. Well. I mean, don't clap if you're not going to come. <laughs> don't even waste Lies. Clapping your hands together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's also, it's going to be there for four months. It's running from April until July. So we'll be there for a while. And yes, I'm telling you, it is, it is one of the most prolific uh, pieces of theater ever written. I mean, Tony Kushner at this point has won an Emmy for it. He's, uh, he's won Tony's. I mean, he, the Pulitzer Prize. If there's an award for writing, he's won it. He's one of the best playwrights of all time. Eat it, Shakespeare. Sounds Get into it. Shit about Shakespeare. Have we, <laughs> have we dragged Shakespeare on this podcast? <laughs> we have. Because the first episode, we were like, we have to be smart. It's public media. It's and we did a whole media. segment about Shakespeare. It's true. Carly's from England. It's a whole yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a whole thing. thing. It's a whole thing. I can't say the theater. I saw the Scottish play at the Globe. <laughs> Yeah, don't you dare say the name of that play. Exactly. Don't want to curse the show. So Ooh. close to the end. <laughs> so many of your fans know you from Drag Race. Yes. How many people watch? Is there anyone here who has no clue who I am? Don't be embarrassed and don't be scared. Don't be scared. There we go. Raise your hand. I said, don't be scared. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, uh, what's your name? Ryan. Ryan. Are you straight? Yeah. He's like, girl. Um, <laughs> Never been a gay person didn't know me. No, I'm kidding. Um, I, I, I was on a show called RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. I won season eight of the show. Yes, you did. I did that, Ryan. He did it. Uh, Death dropping all. Kidding. No, what do you do, really? What do you do? Oh, don't do that like that. No, no. <laughs> You know, it's one of the, there are certain jobs when you say it's, it's, it's such a ooh that you have to throw it away. Like, what school do you go to? Uh, Yale. You have to be like, I'm an architect. I build houses. That's really cool. Phenomenal. Congratulations. <laughs> Brian's like, I hate that bitch. <laughs> He's like, Robert the drag queen is so rude. I don't even. <laughs> So have you noticed a change and a shift in sort of like conversations around drag culture and around even maybe transgender rights since Drag Race premiered? So many, I mean, yes, I mean, so many. First of all, I was in this and I said every time no one paid, I don't work for post Drag Race, that I'm not on their pay docket, I do not work for, just let the, I, I am not an employee at World of Wonder, but uh, RuPaul's Drag Race is literally the most important show to queer culture in the history of television. I'm telling you right now, there has never been a show on TV that's highlighted more queer people, more trans people, yeah. more queer people of color, than telling their true stories. Before RuPaul's Drag Race, if a trans woman was to appear on TV, she was a dead tranny hooker mm. on CSI or New York PD or whatever those shows yeah. are, and it was usually played by a cisgender male. But on this show, they've had over 15 or 20 uh, trans women, many of color, telling their real life true stories actually on TV and not being portrayed as like, you know, just a dead person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's why I say Drag Race is one of the most important shows to queer culture ever. Yeah. Um, and I think too, because Drag Race has brought such an awareness to queer culture and to trans lives and to the lives of queer people of color, it's natural for people to buck against what becomes 
the new standard. So at one point when drag race was counterculture and it's, and it's now somehow becoming not counterculture anymore. So now people are bucking against the system that, that is RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. So there's, there's always discussions about what is, there was recently a controversy with RuPaul because she made some comments about one of the contestants and her trans status and it was a whole thing. But it, yeah. went, it, but it opened up this huge discussion about what it is to be trans and what it is to transition and what it is to identify as queer, and, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is huge. I mean, there are some people in this world who would never even know the difference between a drag queen and a trans woman if they had not watched RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. Because, you know, Monica Beverly Hills stood on that stage and she said, and she said, trans is what I am and drag is what I do. Mm-hmm. That was on RuPaul's Drag Race when she yeah. said this. Yeah. 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 I want to talk about being nice. Because I know you have opinions I on do. this. I yeah, always, yeah. I always say it's more important to be a good person than it is to be a nice person. This is what yeah. I was going to ask you about. Yeah. So we all get very caught up in being liked. So I wondered if you had any advice for these good people in the audience about how to stop worrying about being so nice and being liked. Yeah, okay, well, being... Okay, nice people are annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the most annoying people. It's so gross. Nothing's worse than someone. First of all, over apologizing is a disgusting try. I hate it. People who apologize for stuff. It, uh, first of all, I'm sorry is not the same word as excuse me. Yeah. Like literally, I'm sorry for everything. Sorry. Like you will bump into me and then you you like I mean, I'll bump into you, knock yourself in the and you go, I'm sorry. I'm like, are you sorry? Because I bumped right into you. And I wrecked your project. You're still so how are you so sorry? It's a default. Um, but also I think a lot of times people really want people to like them. They just, they, it is so important for people to to be perceived as a as a nice person, which is not always the same thing as being a good person. Like if someone comes up to you and they ask for uh, help in something, like for example, uh, if you're like a mentor to someone, like I, I'm a drag mom, which is essentially a mentor. And if they come to you and say, how was that performance? And if you say, it was great, you were phenomenal. That is nice. That is undeniably a nice thing to say, but it's not a good thing to do. Cause now this bitch is gonna think her terrible performance was good. <laughs> And she's like, well, there's nothing to change. I nailed it. I did that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And whereas you go, actually, there were some good things about what you did. However, you changed this and then this. Or maybe look at this. How do you feel about how that looked? And then you think to yourself, wow, I didn't think of it from that perspective. And then you become a better performer because, or maybe you will, maybe you want. It's all based on what the person does with the information or the information being given to the person. Being a good person, for example, I, this is what I always said. You know, I bet if Harriet Tubman was nice, she would have been a lot less effective. Oh, hello. Ooh. Could you imagine? Hello. Like, please don't make us slaves. Can we go now? Nice slave. Harriet Tubman was the nicest slave we ever did. Just sweet. You know what I mean? But she was. She probably wasn't nice. And Emma Goldman wasn't nice. And you know, a lot of uh, people who have affected a lot of change in life were not nice, but they were definitely good people. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's definitely a struggle, even with emails being like, exclamation point on anything, and then like a little emoji, like, don't be mad at me, but I'm just asking for something that is your job. Well, also, not to mention, I mean, in terms of texting, you can throw stuff on the end of a text to change the entire meaning of a whole thing. But a smiley face there. LOL onto a text, bitch, you weren't LOLing. (laughs) Sure as hell wasn't out loud if you were Throw a JK, but also to get out of a situation like like if you're texting someone who you're interested in, and then you're like, I'm gonna take a leap and say something dirty. If you take something dirty and they don't respond, and you go, you start sweating, a bead rolls through your head. Uh, 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 JK. 
out of that one alive. <laughs> or if you were in the 90s, sorry, my friend had my phone and they oh, sent that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, the that's how you got out of it. I, I mean, were there, was there texting? <laughs> like 98 on. There was a sidekick. We had a little side I am. back then. Remember I that? am. Do you remember when yeah. the point of a phone was to get as small as possible, and then they started getting sides of like computers? Zach yeah. Morris and level. Then you snap the keyboard off an iMac or like MacBook Pro and like this is my phone. It's like that's how ridiculous phones are now. <laughs> or like the razor. It was called the razor. Yeah, it I had one. So skinny you could shave with it. Yeah. And then like a phone. Then the first time I saw like a Galaxy Note X, I was like, is that a GPS? Remember GPS is those things were sent. Or PDA. Remember those? Oh, little... the, the sidekick, which yeah. is a full-on PlayStation yeah. remote controller. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> swivel. Yeah. Mess. Okay, so some people in the audience we've heard don't care about Drag Race, but I do, and a lot of other people do. So we'll just keep this brief, I guess, with a lightning round. Okay. What would I have to do? Is this kill Bugberry? No, it isn't. I mean, it can be if you want. (laughs) Just kill them all. Just come on. Okay, the most recent thing to happen in the Drag Race universe is All Stars 3 came to an end Mm -hmm. with a kind of a WTF because all these returning queens come back. Everyone's like, well, Shangela's and Trixie are probably going to be top two. Shangela has the best track record. She's probably going to win. Bendela eliminated herself. That's her own thing. Slowest speed round. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Also, talking about RuPaul's Drag Race, first of all, every time RuPaul goes there and was like, oh, my all-star is the best of the best. I'm like, hold on. None of these bitches want this. (laughs) These are the third best, the second best, the sixth best. Not the best of the best. I'm the best of the best. Yeah. This girl, season three, they were scraping the family yes. these queens. It is true. None of those girls even made it to the top three of their season. I think Morgan went home like third 12 years ago. Yes. Jeez. Are really scraping. But they brought BB back, which was amazing. Like, yeah, they tried to balance it out. She deserves more TV time, but she was the first winner. And they always they get you like, we're going to give you a sickening supply of that cosmetic. They'll tell you what a sickening supply is. Mm. Well, yeah, now they're going to have to give Trixie a lot of cosmetics. Yeah, they, yeah. they didn't think that through. Like a lifetime supply for Trixie. What the hell is that going to amount Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like BB, number one winner, 13th place, milk. It's like, I don't, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Wait, is this some milk audience? Like, you guys like her? You guys. So like oh, we have one. We have Ryan. One. What are Ryan's opinions? So what did you say? <laughs> well, you know. No one's perfect. <laughs> he cried when she got eliminated. Oh, my God. I cried when she you was part of the cast. I see, you got a lot in common with milk. That bitch cried every episode she was on. <laughs> episode of the show she cried she came back and she started crying I was like girl what are you what the f*** is so sad you are a 6 foot 3 upper class white man and you're famous you are a Calvin Klein model you're doing alright what are you sad about what her sorry drag is what she's sad about uh, oh, oh shots fired. I shouldn't be talking actually I look like shit <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, so my question, the lightning round, like Speedy Speedy Gonzalez over here. So yeah, they didn't give it to Shangela. They didn't even let her lip sync for her. She was. Why do you think they were so bitter? Like, do you think that it was like, oh, someone else will vote for Shangela? Okay, tell me. And this is why, okay, first of all, when I was was watching the episode before, I saw they were bringing all the girls back. They're gonna bring the girls back, the girls are gonna vote. You won't bring the girls back. 
to just stand around. And you have to look at it. There were six girls. Shangela sent three of them home. Right. And drag queens are shady people. (laughs) Take the shadiest person from your high school and multiply it by the power of bitch. And that is what a drag queen so they are sitting there with the opportunity to get back at the girl who sent them all home. They're not going to vote for her. Mm-hmm. They are not going to vote for her at all. Absolutely, absolutely not. So you once that was announced, you were serious. like, it's a wrap for Shanshan. Like, Shanshan's not going to make it. There's no way on earth she's going to make the top three. And they did a top two, which really gagged me. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. And, they vote, and Trixie got voted in because Trixie, Trixie has lost every lip sync she's ever done in the history of RuPaul's Drag Race. Except the last one, which kind of. She didn't, that was the culmination. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Tricks. I mean, Trixie would lose a lip sync to anyone. Yeah. Anyone. Oof. <laughs> okay, what's the deal with your hometown sis, Thorgy Thor, always bringing you up, even on seasons you're not on, and being like, Bob, if it wasn't for him, then like I would be the legendary icon. It's oh, like, girl, bitter. what's her problem? Is she like bitter? that behind the scenes? No, or that's like... how That's how that is okay. not a ruse. Thorgy's really like that in real life. Uh, when I won RuPaul's Drag Race, I was standing on stage and I had a, a huge check. It's a big, literally novelty check. Wider than that, and it says $100,000. I'm holding a scepter, and I have a crown that has been pinned into my hair with one bobby pin by the shady Violet Johnson. Ooh. So I'm walking like this. <laughs> Don't drop it. Don't. And then I get to the stairs, and I look up, and Thorgy's coming down. And she looks at me, and she holds her arms out like she's going to hug me. And I'm holding all this stuff, and I can't do anything, so I just lean in. And she slapped me right across the face. I'm Shady. I am not making that up. And I said, I was like, what the fuck? And then she's like, ha, 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 woo. And then like, <laughs> wow. And then I bounced away. Behind the scenes exclusive. Exactly. Mabaka just bounced away from me. I was like, girl. So Thorgy, I don't know, Thorgy's, she has a weird competitiveness with me, but she, Thorgy is, is probably my oldest drag friend. I've known Thorgy is probably longer than I've known almost any drag queen. And uh, that's kind of how she, oh, we, we kind of came up in New York City at the same time. And then, I don't know what happened. We, we, we were always great friends. We're still friends. We did a tour together. We did a Christmas tour together recently. And we always kiki and laugh. Then she has little moments where she, where she, she mad, jealous. Yeah, we've seen. <laughs> you She's weren't not- even there. Was She's like, Bob. Stop it. Stop sabotaging me. It's like, he's not here. He's on tour making money, and he's on the Cooler podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Twice. Oh, yeah, twice. twice. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that, but you called us on the phone. It was cute. I remember. Okay. It was wonderful. You were literally packing your suitcase to fly somewhere, and you were on the phone to us recording an interview. I remember, well, I remember because my manager was like, you did this podcast already. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember. Remember that. Okay, these last three, we will do lightning round because I'm taking up all the time and, like, it's not fair. Okay, so we're, like, scraping the barrel with All-Stars 3, but, like, if you had the power to cast All-Stars 4, who's in it? Oh. Well, I mean, we, I mean, there really just aren't... I we are... I mean, I think we've used all the questions. <laughs> I mean, honestly, at this point, I'm not even being funny. I mean, you have to pull from season 9. Yes. And since we're allowing, since we're allowing winners now... I would pull Jinx Monsoon in because she's phenomenal. Yeah. I would pull, and by the way, they keep saying that we have, it's really funny how how uh, even in the queer community, we will not respect, not respect, not give the 
you know, do to people who don't fall into the uh, binaries. And people forget, Jeeks Monsoon is trans. She says that she openly, she is non-binary, and she's like, I have a trans existence. They're like, if only we could have a trans winner for Pulse Drag Race. She's like, right here, <laughs> right here. And then Raja, Raja's like, if, they're like, if only an Asian girl could win, she's like, I am Indonesian, guys. I am fully 100% Asian. Anyway, um, Jinx Monsoon, I would use Shea Coulee. I would bring uh, back in Sasha Velour. I put Valentina in it. I would grab uh, Naomi Smalls, Kim Chi. I would pull Angina. Um, and I don't care if anyone says she deserves another shot. I'm bringing back Victoria Porkchop Park. Yeah. She deserves another. She was the first queen ever eliminated in the history of drag race. I'm bringing her back. Okay, last lightning round question, or just last question, not lightning. Favorite one-liner from all of Drag Race history? Oh, I already have this. Uh, okay. okay, it follows up everyone else's favorite one-liner. Okay, Alyssa uh, Edwards and Coco Montrese. Uh, <gasps> Coco's doing her makeup. And then Alyssa walks over to Coco and she goes, girl, look how orange you look right now. But my favorite is when Coco Montrese turns around and goes, I'm not joking, bitch! <laughs> While looking like a Dorito. I mean, full on, so angry. It's, I'm not joking! Like, foaming at the mouth. I also love uh, the line from uh, Untucked from uh, all, from uh, RuPaul's Drag Race season four. Not the one everyone thinks. It's the, everyone thinks is this is not RuPaul's best friend race, but everyone forgets the quote right before that, where she goes, "I'm not here. I'm not here to make best buddies, bitch." Ooh. Yes. A, that is the real. That I needs to be a T-shirt. Quote before the, like the, the infamous uh, Whitney Houston interview. Whitney Houston and um, Diane Sawyer. Yes. Everyone thinks that the quote is, uh, "I don't smoke the crack." I the the best one is where um, where she goes. Can we talk about the booze? <laughs> that is the best quote in the Can we talk about the booze? Second place, I want to see the receipts. Oh, Where exactly. are the receipts? That's such a good one. That is. R.I.P. Whitney Houston was legendarily not good at uh, interviews. She lost every interview she ever did. But if you want to, if you want to see, Whitney she lost. Win <laughs> an interview. She once won an interview. It was her against Wendy Williams. Oh, no. If you know this, look it up. When no. you go home, you will live your full dreams. It was Whitney Houston versus Wendy Williams back when Wendy Williams had a radio show, and she called in Whitney Houston was... Oh, that phone call? Yes, the phone oh. call. Oh, that's involved. infamous. She was in the clouds. But the best thing, this was like in the 90s, before cell phones, and at one point, she's, every answer she gives is so quick. Mm -hmm. and at one point, Wendy Williams goes... She goes, how's the weather? And without missing a beat, we need to go 95 to 70 wild. <laughs> and I was like, why does she know the exact temperature? She was on. She was on. 95 to 70 wild. I actually have a question for you yes. about being funny. Yes. Do you think you could ever have an unfunny queen? Um, have you met Peter Christ? <laughs> Shots fired. I'm joking. She's my drag mom. I'm just kidding. She's really brilliant. Go see her shows at the Castro Theater. <laughs> no, let me tell what drag is. Drag is um, it's really simple. Drag is just uh, blurring the gender line 
and creating art at the same time. So drag isn't always about being funny. Now, the interesting thing about drag is that drag really is a parody of gender. It really, really is. Drag likes to take gender and, and, and it's not just men dressing as women or women dressing as men. It can be a woman dressing as a man dressing as a woman. It can be a non-binary person dressing as, an, as, a, as, a, as a woman or it can be someone dressing as like a genderless creature. It's when you take gender and you twist it and then you create art. And there are a lot of people like, there's a really interesting queen named Ryan Burke who does this really interesting art on Instagram. Look up Ryan Burke. And it's not about humor, it's not about being funny, it's about really beautiful visuals, mm -hmm. an amazing artistry. Naomi Smalls is a good friend of mine, and she's not a comedy queen, but it's all about modeling and fashion for her. And you have queens like Violet Chachki, who's, who's about like burlesque and performance, so it's not always about humor. I mean, a lot of queens tend to lean toward humor because, I mean, humor is a, is a great um, way to relate to people. Everyone likes to laugh. Like, every single person likes to laugh. Not every person likes burlesque. Not every person likes, you know, country music. Like, if you're doing Trixie, not everyone likes this, but everyone loves to laugh. So people tend to use humor as a way to just relate to people. That's what comedians are kind of like. Comedians just want, to, want people to like them. Yeah. Being a comedian is still from being like, people don't like me. I should make people like me. I'll tell jokes. Is this what you do? You want to tell jokes, you want people to relate to you and be like, see, I also have a point of view that's similar to yours, and I want you to see that we're not so different, you and I. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, that's why people lean toward humor, but you don't have to be funny to be a drag queen. You just have to blur the gender line and create art, and then you are a drag queen. Yeah. But it certainly helps if you are hilarious. So oh, yeah. would you mind doing a little bit of stand-up for I, us? I certainly will. I will. I will. Yeah. This, this is where you clap. Yeah. <laughs> are there any are there any straight people here by accident? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love that now. Like we've reached a point. It, it, it is truly 2018 where like no one's proud of being a, a majority anymore. Everyone's like, I mean, straight people are like, and like the white hands raised the slowest. They're like, the privilege makes my hands so heavy. Um, are there any straight white men here? I have a theory, and I can't prove it, um, but I but, and do not get mad at me. I have a theory that um, that gay people are smarter than straight people, and don't get mad at me. It's just a thought, but I also have a theory that uh, women are smarter than men, which essentially makes lesbians the smartest people on the planet, <laughs> which is why I voted for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> And I also feel like being, like, where are the straight guys that against straight guys make some noise or something? Oh my God. Look <laughs> at how sad it is. Uh, uh. I feel like being straight is like a constant barrage of you. Like, if you are straight in 2018, it's like, first of all, being gay is the best gift I've ever seen in my whole entire life. It is freeing. It is freeing. The first time you get called a faggot, you're like, nothing can hurt me now. The worst, like, I'm good. I'm, I know you don't like me. I'm good. I'm chill. But the like straight guys have to always constantly prove how straight they are all the time. It's like constant, like, even, even if you're cool with gay people, it's like, but I gotta, I gotta let them know that I'm football. I don't know what, what <laughs> I don't know what uh, straight guys like. And also, one of my favorite things that I like to point out, people don't know this, but it's true, but is if you are, and maybe Emmanuel can back me up on this. I don't know. Maybe he'll be like, girl, don't tell our secrets. <laughs> If you are a straight man and you have a girlfriend or a wife who loves gay people, 
especially gay boys, I promise you, I have seen a picture of your dick. I promise you. Oh, I promise you. I can describe it in great detail. I have a private folder on my cell phone. Because, let me tell you right now, men are pigs and gay men are no different. We're animals, we're the worst. You ever asked, you ever looked at a picture on a gay guy's cell phone? This is how a gay guy hands you his phone. Here's my phone, don't swipe left. Don't swipe right. Look at the picture on the phone. If you start swiping, you're gonna see some shit you do not wanna see. Not straight women. Here, woo! They don't care. Just pictures of dogs, cats, and food. I don't know what. Are, what do I don't. I don't know. I'm also really obsessed with uh with divas. Okay, first of all, uh, gay men really just love powerful women. Like powerful women speak to something deep down in a gay man that it, we find really. Which is why gay men love Mariah Carey, no matter how messy she gets. No matter how messy she gets. We will always love Mariah Carey. She can do the worst job or the best job, and she will get the same round of applause every single time. Every single, and also, but people also love to hate Mariah Carey because she's so gorgeous, and she will always be gorgeous. When she's skinny, she's gorgeous. When she's fat, she's gorgeous. When she has a mustache and precious, she was still gorgeous. Like, she will always be beautiful. And sometimes my favorite diva, isn't even, my, actually, my two favorite divas are on my arms. I have tattoos. I have a Whoopi Goldberg tattoo on this arm. And I have a Carol Channing tattoo on this arm. This is just so I don't have to come out to people all the time. But my, I think one of my favorite divas is honestly probably uh, Beyonce. And it's not because she's of her dancing or her singing or anything. That's all great. But I think it's because Beyonce is actually genuinely the shadiest celebrity of all time. And you don't know she's shady until you see, first of all, this is how you know she's shady. How old is Beyonce? 35, 87, who knows? She's a robot, none of us know. <laughs> no one has any clue how old Beyonce is. She, and not only that, but like, the she's been a celebrity for like her whole life. The, the, the closest she's ever been to being involved in drama was she was once in an elevator <laughs> while two other people had drama near her. <laughs> that is the closest you will ever get to Beyonce being involved. You remember when, uh, when, uh, when Solange went all Street Fighter on Jay-Z? And then Beyonce was just like. <laughs> but I, I realized Beyonce was shady when I, I truly realized Beyonce was the shadiest celebrity of all time. When I was uh, watching her, there used to be a show called 106 and Park. 106 and Park was black TRL, in case you don't know. They're like, they're mad TRL, but everybody black. Um, so I'm watching the show, and then it's a Destiny's Child. The, first of all, the weird thing is that this, this is how you know like something was going to go wrong. Kelly was standing in the middle. What the hell is Beyonce doing on the side? Who knows? Someone got fired the very next day, okay? So Kelly's standing in the middle. It's Kelly, Beyonce, and Michelle. And poor Michelle. There's, there's, a, there's a whole hashtag poor Michelle movement going on out there. Poor Michelle. And I have a theory that Beyonce literally never even knew Michelle was in Destiny's Child. <laughs> I have a theory Beyonce was like, why is this backup dancer singing so loud? What's going on? So they're all, they're all, uh, they're all coming for it. They're doing the song Soldier on 106th Park. The song just came out. I need a soldier that is going to stand up for me. And all of a sudden, it was in slow motion. I was watching it. And then Michelle 
goes down like the Hindenburg, okay? Ankle first, and then her knee, and then her hip, and then she's down. Now, this is in life where you get to decide, are you going to be a Beyonce? Or are you going to be a Kelly? Now, when, she, when Michelle fell, Kelly went, That is the sound of genuine human concern. Uh. Michelle fell and Beyonce went. All right, thank you all. My name is Bob the Drag Queen. Thank you. Thank you. Give it up. If you get a chance, if you get a chance, come out and see Angels in America, the Brooklyn Repertory Theater. I'm telling you, it is literally a life-changing piece of theater. It is not me telling jokes. It's me being, it's, it's a very heavy subject matter, um, but it's a really amazingly intense play with some phenomenal actors and an amazing crew. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you to The Cooler for having me. And you all have been lovely. Thank you. So we end every episode with a song, and we were trying to rack our brains, like, what's the pinnacle of 90s? What could get the dance party started? Because there's going to be a dance party yeah, now. it's a decision. We came up with the best thing. It's going to make you want to dance. So without further ado, let's party like it's 1999. Yes. Woo! Hit it! This is how we do it.